proving daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. We thank you for being with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast is available for you tomorrow. Our guest, David Platt. Uh, lead pastor at McLean Bible Church in Washington, D.C., uh, and uh, he will be uh, talking to us about his new book called Before You Vote, Seven Questions Every Christian Should Ask, and we talk about what happened to him, uh, was it uh, three years ago? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when uh, President Trump uh, stopped by unannounced and asked uh, to be prayed over uh, by David Platt and his church, and he said what he thought was uh, pretty straightforward in Scripture really uh, divided up the congregation, and he had all kinds of people after him on social media. And He put out an explanation, and it got worse. Yeah, he said, <laughs> he said everybody got mad at me for actually bringing him out and praying over him, even though I read the verse that mandates this. He said, then when I put out, well, sorry if I bothered anybody, then I got trash for putting out an apology that I'm sorry if I bothered anybody. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so we, we talk about that. but Rick, we all- it, it was a straightforward, and I'm going to use the term raw discussion. It was. It was. It and, was, and I appreciate David taking part of that. He did, and he was uh, taking at, part in that. Yeah, as you said, uh, we 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 did not uh, leave anything uh, on the table. We tried to really hash out, which I think a lot of Christians try to figure out this this fallen creation and world governments and our kingdom is not of this world, but yet we're citizens inside a nation. And you know, of course, we talked about a good bit on the Wednesday Bible study and on the show things that the Bible says clearly about our relationship with the world governments and leadership and all that. But uh, he, there's seven things in here that we, we really – we didn't do the whole book, of course, because you right. don't want to do that. Right. There's right. Really, But we, we went through every one of them and touched a little bit on every one of them, but you need to dive into the book to get the whole thing. But, Look, uh, good news. Dr. Oz is weighing in on President Trump and First Lady having COVID-19, so we've got the answer. You know, no, was, more, no more need to worry. Well, I was clicking around last night. What is Dr. Oz doing on Match Game? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look up, Alec Baldwin's doing the modern-day version of Match Game, and Dr. Oz is on there. He's one of the panelists. Rick, in the response to the president and the first lady being mm-hmm. diagnosed with COVID-19, and they're asymptomatic at this point, uh, I noticed a lot of people um, uh, using the term uh, karma yeah, people thought that in this. Fun. And, uh, boy, there's just all kind of... Uh, uh, there's just all kind of uh, things out there from his opponents uh, online about this today. They're having field day with it, as you might imagine. And, uh, and several of them, many of them that I've read earlier use the term karma in some form or fashion. But I wanted to, I wanted to be clear um, that there is nothing called karma, okay? I, I think we need to have a lesson on this, a little enlightenment on this. Uh, even though we throw the term around and we've used it too, uh, we, we use really we use, use mojo, right, right, and um, <laughs> and and you know we we've heard the term uh, you know, the chickens come home to roost and all that. There is a phenomenon out there. Hems, look, phenomenon. Yeah. I was doing this in the love in the, the hand motions you're mm-hmm. using in the today. kitchen mm-hmm. uh, prior to the show. I thought those were jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> That it appears kitchen. whatever someone does, it seems to come back to them. Mm-hmm. And and the, and we use the term karma for the Hare Krishna, you know, Far East movement. Hindus are uh, big on uh, yeah. on, oh, yeah. on, on karma. Yeah. But there there's actually a a better and I think clearer explanation of it. If people really want to know what it is and the truth of it, it's called the law of the harvest, and it's found in the Bible. 
And if you go and you read about it, you'll go, well, wow, there is something to this, even though that's not the right name, karma, uh, law of the harvest. And it can be found in Galatians 6, 7, 8. And, you know, and I don't want to dig delve too much into it, but it's really clear that whatever you sow, you reap. Mm-hmm. And if you dig deeper into the Bible on it, you and many people refer to this, they call it the seven laws of the harvest. And if you think about it and you start breaking all that down, it really kind of, mm-hmm. you, you start to understand why things sometimes happen the way they do. And that is that uh, we reap what we sow. We know that. We reap in the same in kind that we sow. So if you are dealing with flesh issues, that's also what you're going to reap, flesh issues, according to the Bible, not me. We reap in a different season than in what we sow. It's not immediate. What you sow, you reap later, just like, just like farmers do. They don't sow in the spring reaping. They wait till the fall. It's in a different season that all this comes about. Uh, we always reap more than we sow. So whatever you're sowing, it's coming back to you many times over. If it's good, you got good things coming. If it's bad, bad things coming. You know? Yeah. And let me make it real simple. You know, bad well, things coming. Uh, well, Steve Ferrar puts it this way. He says, sin will always take you further than you want to go and will always leave you there longer than you wanted to stay. Mm. And while there is always an amplification process, there is also a proportional process to this. So uh, we also reap the full harvest when we're, we're talking about something good if we are persistent, moving into 400-level issues here. You re- need to read and, and work through that. Um, and the, the last part of this is that last year's harvest is gone. There's nothing you can do about it. But next year's harvest is still to come. So you're sowing those seeds now. And I think if you dig into this, you see that, uh, and, and you break it down, and you can do your own research on it, because we're not, we're not going to have the Bible study this morning. But um, there are so many other points in this that are very important. Not only do we reap what we sow, we reap what the people around us sow. We reap what our nation sows. We reap what our leaders sow. So, uh, and, and we reap what our parents sow, according to the Bible. So you might want to look into that. My it might, it might give you another, another look when people, and this is rampant in our society today, hey, if I want to do that, it don't hurt nobody. Yeah. It don't hurt nobody. Well, it does. Bible says it does. It hurts you, your kids, and the people around you, your country. So be careful what you're sowing because the harvest is coming. And sow the good grain. Go the extra mile to put the good stuff in the ground. Yeah, and a couple of th- clarifications because I want to be sure there's no misunderstanding on this. First of all, um, there's a grace issue that we have been afforded, thank the Lord, uh, and the problem with karma is karma has no grace in it whatsoever. Uh, the problem you find, and you ask any missionaries that have tried to go into where karma dominates the, the class system. See, the problem is if you get into this deal that everybody gets what they deserve, praise the Lord, thanks to Jesus, we're not all going to get what we deserve, then you then compassion leaves. You, you see the, uh, you know, say in India, 
you see the 12 year old prostitute and you think, well, she must have done something horrible in her other life. So she deserves this. I, I don't have any compassion for her. Uh, this person out here that lives on this, uh, on this towel. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they, you know, good luck in your next life. I guess you must've done something really bad in your first life. So that's see, karma is, is an evil thing. If you start thinking about it, cause then you don't have any compassion for anybody. And the other thing that Bubba's not saying, and we see this in the story of Job. We see this in Jesus healing the blind man. There was a correction that Jesus had. The, 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 the people of the Old Testament believed that if something bad happened to you, it's because of your sin. You've got some hidden sin that we don't know about, and then God's punishing you. Not always. Not always. So in the book of Job, you see everybody thinks he's hidden some sin, and he's like, I haven't, I haven't done these things. You are Well, you must. Look at all the suffering you're doing. And you come to find out that God allowed Job to suffer based on a conversation that uh, was going on with, uh, with Lucifer, Satan, who stood before him, to prove that Job would not denounce him, and at the same time to show Job that even though he was blameless and upright compared to other people, when he actually, this intimacy with God that he got through his suffering, he says, I now see you with my eyes before I'd heard you with my ears, and I despise myself, and I repent and ashes and dust, meaning, yes, Job looked good compared to other people, but compared to God, he was still quite wretched. And, uh, and then you see the disciples with the blind man. So what did this guy's parents do, or what did he do that's caused him to be blind? And Jesus said nothing. He is blind so that I can be glorified. So be careful. I mean, the law of the harvest, 100%. Well, see, his yeah. friends yeah. were, based on their training up to that point, right. correct. Yeah. But there is an exception correct. when God intervenes. Right. And this has, I think, a lot more to do with our consequences from daily life. No, no doubt. This right. is this is the thing of like, you know, you you you've set your life up a certain way, which has caused certain things, and you can understand why that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. shocker. <laughs> right. <laughs> just just want to make that clarification. And it's also, I think, a good indication of why we're living in the cesspool of society in our country no right now. Look, go go read Jeremiah. He's sitting there saying, man, this this is all going to be bad. And he was trying to do the right thing. But you know what? He went down with it when it all came. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, it is 21 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Thank you for being with us. Steve Ducey coming up on the program later on. Uh, we'll talk to you about uh, the new cookbook he and his wife have out today and how you can get an autographed copy. Mention that the Pursuit Men's Conference tickets went on sale yesterday for uh, Dothan, Alabama, the Dothan Civic Center. Steve Farrar, uh, Rich Wingo, Brody Kroll will be there. Uh, I will be there again, and we'll have a praise and worship with the Michael Adler and his son and other our very own Eddie Van Adler, and uh, just like we had last year, had a great time with that. Uh, the date is February 19th and 20th. If you want to get your tickets, you can. Uh, we go to show notes at rickandbubba.com. You'll find the link at the Pursuit Men Conf- Men's Conference and how to get your tickets. Um, also, we'll announce the two uh, fan bases that have uh, Beth Mowens as the play-by-play announcer coming up this weekend, and I know a lot of you are probably nervous and worried about that. If it's your team, uh, we'll let you know as college football comes back again this weekend. Uh, Bubba, we, we have Tom Arnold once again showing how loving uh, the uh, the left can be. First of all, I think the thing that ought to 
concerned us the most is that Tom Arnold thinks any of us care what he thinks about anything. <laughs> they, they, like he's relevant. You know, yeah. hate, Does anybody ever think, well, what do you think Tom Arnold thinks? <laughs> I hate that he is so crazy because I always thought he was a funny actor. You know, in True Lies with, with Schwarzenegger, he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – but boy, once he married, oh, he is a he is Rose he is Barbara. off the farm, man. Mm. So uh, so now uh, they're alleging that he has given out Hope Hicks' personal cell phone. Now, how does he have it? I don't know. He tweeted it out saying it was hers, but yeah, who so, knows? So, he, del- he deleted it, but yeah, he says that silent. He's been a smart <laughs> aleck. He says he says silent thoughts and prayers aren't enough for national treasure. Hope Hicks, <laughs> she needs to hear them, and he tweeted the uh, opportunity for people to call her directly on her cell phone uh, as she is uh, tested positive for COVID-19 and apparently has, uh, has given it to the president and the first lady as well. So he's uh, it, it's like he gets zanier by the day, but, yeah. but what is, what is Tom Arnold even doing now? Is he well, got, you know, I read, I, I read some of these tweets it, it put out. It sounds to me like he's calling for violence. Yes. Mm, I mean, he said uh, he had one tweet here. Um, Let's see. What was it about the Second Amendment and yeah. unmarked police officers? Yeah, first of all, he says Second Amendment is for everyone, including black men with long guns, but it's blanking time for us white liberal men to stand up for our brothers and sisters, borrow our dad's hunting rifles, and go nose-to-nose with Trump's gang of misfit tools. Let's do it. I guess he wants them to join like some more militia. He said or the actor took to Twitter to encourage violence from people protesting police brutality in the wake of the death of George Floyd, who died May the 25th in police custody in Minneapolis. Um, in response uh, to reports that President Trump had dispatched additional federal law enforcement in riot gear without visible badges or name identification, uh, Arnold suggested that liberals in D.C. arm themselves. He said, uh, he, there was another part here, he said, where uh, you should show them your Second Amendment rights. I forgot where the exact. Yeah, I, is, I mentioned but, one down there. He says completely. Yeah, I saw that yeah, one. Completely uh, unmarked officers. You see yeah. that one in right gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holding protesters blocks away from the White House. No badges. No insignias. No name tags. Nothing. Refuse to tell us who. Where does it say that, uh, that they have to tell Tom, Ar- Tom Arnold who they are? Yeah, I don't really. know. I don't know. Uh, why do we? Uh, and he's standing. I, I know this. There were some Secret Service agents hurt uh, at one of those peaceful uh, protests. So. You know, when you're hurting a uh, law enforcement officer or a Secret Service agent, it is no longer a peaceful protest. It's a riot. No, I, I actually yeah. go to church with and a— it's, it's sedition at that point. Yeah. —with a man whose son is uh, is in the middle of all this for Secret Service, and he's like, boy, you would not believe it. He said, you, you would not believe it, how the, how the uh, these these people treat them and what they have to tolerate. And it, it, yeah. it's— And the first time one of them's hurt, the first thing they do is holler, call the police. Oh, of course, yeah. So 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 we will we will see how that goes. Uh, it is. Um, I, 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 I just hate he's such a nut job because I really I, he's so funny. He used to well, be funny. Bubba, let's get real. Over in the entertainment business, there's a lot of people that we like uh, what they are talented to do, and we like their product. But most of them are nut jobs. Yeah, when it comes to how they and see I, the world. And, and, and I, don't, of, I don't love him enough to give him a pass. No, he, he doesn't get saying? he doesn't get a pass. No. But it, it, some do, some don't. But and I can't ever uh, say his name correctly. Ricky Schroeder, Jar Gervasius, Gervasius. I can never say his name right. <laughs> I thought that's Schroeder. Right. I thought I'm too. Yeah, that's good too. Silver Rick, spoon. Rick, Ricky Gervasius. Is it Gervasius? Yeah. Gervasius. Whatever his name is. Gervasius. The, the, yeah, the, well, the, the bad taste. Yeah. Gervasius. 
Yeah, well, turn that down for you. Do he's the one that ripped everybody. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, yeah, he is funny now. Yeah, he's uh, he's the one that created the the Office. Yeah. you know, in mm-hmm. the in the English version, and then you know we did the American version. He was the Michael Scott of the mm-hmm. of the original version, mm-hmm. and he's a funny comedian. And he is a raging. Uh, I wouldn't call him a leftist. I would call him a uh, humanist. He doesn't believe anything spiritual. Thinks all that's garbage. Uh, so he and I would probably not agree on anything important. However, he completely understands the hypocrisy of celebrities weighing yes, in on things, yes. and he hates it. And Boy, and, yeah. and and he dogs them all the time. And, and and the thing that he said, which I would I would I would I would say this to Tom Arnold as well. He said, "I'm sorry, guys. We do not live, and you do not live in the real world." And and hmm. us commenting on this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, come up here. I love that when he said, "Take your award and shut up." Yeah, and he, he, he got, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the. And he said that was one of the best hosting jobs I have ever seen. Well, yeah. there were some he, awkward looks on faces in the audience. Well, Ooh. especially when he said, "You get up here and you dog all these places, but if if they own the new streaming service and they could get you a movie on it, you'd sell out tomorrow." <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, and uh, so he understands, even though, and that's a person that is not. He's not a follower of Christ. He's an uh, from what I can gather, an, ag- uh, an atheist, agnostic. Um, uh, I mean, I, I know he is because I've, I've heard him comment on it. Uh, but when it comes to this topic, he's all over it. Well, you know why it does. You don't have to agree on everything to understand how stupid it is for celebrities to think they live in the real world because it's common sense to know they don't. That's right. Anybody with walking around sense knows that's just not the case. And uh, and and I think a lot of times they 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 think you know. And we all can be delusional about this. They think they're more important than they are. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think sure. I think Tom Arnold really thinks that he gets on Twitter and sways people's opinion. And <laughs> and really, what what happens with Tom Arnold? People who already agreed with you on their own, they think it's cool. But there's nobody, nobody. I, I would I would I would go as far as to say, you can say Ricky can't say nobody. I'm going to. I'm going to say zero percent of someone said. Now I got to be honest with you. I felt a certain way about Trump. And I felt a certain way about the Second Amendment. But, you know, I started reading Tom Arnold's tweets, and he just changed my whole mind. <laughs> exactly. But do, was do you it, really think that, that Tom Arnold has ever in, ever changed anybody's mind? Yeah. Now, he no. might, if you're a person that don't, don't ha- you don't, you don't have any opinions yet, he might have some influence over you, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Tom Arnold, nobody takes him serious on this <laughs> kind of stuff. It, it kind of hits me that he's got too much time on his hands. He must not be working. Well, I don't think I don't. If he is, if he's working, I'm not aware of what it is. It's behind the (laughs) scenes. I'll say that. Yeah. Before it's too late, give us true lies too. (laughs) Phone calls coming back. Harry Murdahl will get on the phones and we'll find out what's on your mind today. Eight six six. We be big. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Coming to you from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport, here's Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour the Rick and Bubba Show. We thank you for being with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, uh, all here as uh, we move through another day. Show to come, Steve Ducey will be with us. Looking forward to visiting with him. Uh, if you watch Pure Flix, a uh, new series started yesterday, The Dark. Kevin Sizemore, we'll talk to him about that series coming up a little bit later on we'll let you know where beth mowens is calling games this weekend we've already done the will of meat if you missed that that was earlier in the program uh if you want to call us now harry murdahl's there lines are available at 866 we be big and we will chat with you 
I uh, do want you to know that uh, you could be listening to this program right now on some uh, outstanding earbuds from our friends at Raycon.com slash Bubba. The E25s, man, we get a lot of good feedback on these. It seems like I get an email uh, a week on this. Less than half the price of the other guys uh, and uh, these wireless earbuds, you can get them by going to buyraycon.com slash Bubba. Use the code Bubba. We'll get you an additional uh, 15%. Allison loves these. She said, uh, uh, I got my Raycons from the show using the code Bubba. I've never had uh, a nice pair of earbuds. These are awesome. Adorable case, too. They connected immediately. And I didn't have to do anything. They sound great. Plus, they come with a bunch of different size earbuds and adapters for a comfy fit. Great new sponsor. And uh, she's excited about the E25s. I think you will be, too. So go to buyraycon.com slash Bubba. We'll get you an additional 15% off. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Bubba's holding his right now. There they are. You got the same ones I did, the blue ones. Yeah, yeah, the, the, E55. Yeah, those, those are nice. Yeah, I mean, it comes in a cool box. It does, really. I mean, it's, I like it. It's all got all, you know, I don't like things to seem cheap. To uh, the phones we go, Alice standing by in Mobile, Alabama. Alice, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Good morning. Hey. Um, Bubba, hey. Bubba, hey. I, I just listened to your discussion, karma and law of the harvest. And, of course, it started out about, you know, President Trump and Melania getting coronavirus. So I'm just trying to make application. Do you have an application as far as that situation and all of the harvest stuff? I was just confused about what you were trying to say. <clears throat> well, it really doesn't tie to that situation. Bubba's no, was- responded to everybody calling it karma. Right. And so he, she's saying that you think the law of the har- harvest applies to this Trump situation? Uh, the law of harvest applies to everything, right? If you mm-hmm. believe the Bible, right? So um, what you'd have to really, if you take it all the way back, you'd have to take it all the way back to the disease itself, uh, the world we live in. The, I mean, it, it it is a giant picture of uh, of of our choices that we all make in life, and uh, and what we decide to uh, uh, to uh, to to sow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I, I, I'm, so I mean, what are what are you asking? Well, it just you know sometimes it's I'm kind of you know, dense. You're gonna have some, she's gonna asking you how does the law of the harvest apply to the, the, the Trumps getting coronavirus? Are, are you are you asking me? Do I think he got it because he said it wasn't serious at one point? Well, I'm think I'm, I'm asking what applicate can you apply the law of the harvest to the situation? Is that what you were trying to say that there is some kind of repercussion for the way he handled the coronavirus. That's just what I'm wondering. No, I, I really wasn't looking at it that way. I was simply trying to, to I think, clear up or, or semi-educate or at least stir the curiosity of people when I hear the term karma. Because you hear it, mm. it's it really, it's overused terribly. But I want, what I would like for people to do is understand the law of the harvest and quit saying karma. That would really right. be more my goal in this. Now, do you, does this directly tie to that? I mean, again, I don't, I don't know what Trump could have done any different. Um, I heard Joe Biden's criticism of Trump, and it sounds to me like he's saying he would do exactly what Trump did. Now, in my mind, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe it's my Trump glasses I've got on. Um, at least I acknowledge I'm wearing them. That's going to say. <laughs> Which I think yeah. is, is the yeah. first first step to insight. Uh, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, think, uh, I think what you, I t- I t- what you might tie it to in Trump's life is he's always been kind of run roughshod on things, and maybe he's getting some roughshod back at him right now. 
Now I could I could mm-hmm. see that uh, from mm-hmm. a style okay. standpoint. Yep. But but what Bubba was talking okay. about the, on the law of the harvest, yeah. and he mentioned it's the daily life. A better example, and you could say this to any life, any life, is and I'm I'm not. This is not me because I've I've made these same mistakes in my own life. I'm just giving you one an example. If you went into Trump's life and saw some handles that he has with his children and stuff like that, you would go, well, that's because you you didn't do marriage the way I told you to, and you decided to be divorced and marry different women, and and so now the 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 the, the reaping on that is that your family unit is not really set up the way I intended it to, and you probably have some problems tied to that. Uh, and um, you know, See, doesn't, I, I, it doesn't mean it's unforgivable. It doesn't mean it can't be redeemed. Right. It's just saying when when you make these decisions in life and when you go against how God said to do something, there's always uh, earthly repercussions to that, and God usually will say, well, if you had done it the way I told you to do it, it that wouldn't have happened. And so that's really more what Bubba was talking about. And, and two, I, I guess as a parent, we always see this um, in some degree because I realize what I'm trying to do with my kids is they were growing up and I have to think, well, how is God trying to point me in the right direction? And, and you know, and even God uses that example of a father or a parent. Um, and, and you kind of try to see, well, what am I doing that 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 he hates, that he goes, man, you could do that better. And I'm trying to show you a better way, but you're too hard headed. Because that's what I think about my kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he has to think that about me. So, you know, if, you, if you're if you trying to do better, you have to ask that question, well, what, what could I be doing today that I could do in a better way? How, how can I, whatever my job, I don't, I don't think all of us have to drop what we're doing and head to Africa to be a missionary. And we've talked about this before. I remember as a kid sitting in a pew hearing what they did, mm-hmm. and they are great people, by yeah. the way, kingdom treasure. Right. But thinking, oh Jesus, don't use me in Africa. I just cannot. I just don't, I ain't cut out for that. Right. You know. Yeah. So, but wherever you are today, sitting behind a microphone or sitting behind a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, a the the wheel of a truck or, you know, uh, maybe you're getting in a cubicle, cubicle getting getting your kids ready. You know, I think it's always good to ask, how can I do this better? And how can I glorify God in this more? And I don't, I don't think God is a, is a big mutual fund where you put in money, you expect something out. But, no. but we, the law of the harvest is very clear. Um, I've talked about Malachi several times on the show where he says, test me. It's the only time mm-hmm. that we're told to test God, and that is with our finances. Um, but we also can spell that into time and effort and a lot of other things. So I think when we always ask the question, can I be doing it better than I'm doing it right now, that's a good thing. Well, or just, you know, and I know, what you, I know that's what you mean by better. Do things the way God says to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do, do yeah. it better because right. when I tell my kids when they were little not to play in the road, I didn't do that because I was wanting to restrict their fun. I was trying to keep them from being flattened by a truck that didn't see them. Mm-hmm. When they're even smaller and you say, don't put your finger in electric socket. Well, immediately, you know, you think, well, why can't I? What, what am I missing out if I don't do that? Well, only you're missing is getting shot or killed. Right, yeah. So sometimes rules are not to steal our fun. It's actually to help you have a better time. No, what it is. And I, avoid trouble. Well, I think you're right. I think what we miss is that God sets boundaries because he loves us. Boundaries are good. Yes, they're good. Boundaries mm-hmm. are good. I, 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 would, I would say, has there ever been anybody who stood on their wedding day completely sexually pure 
entered into holy matrimony and looked back and says, man, I wish I'd have had sex with a bunch of people before I got married. Anybody? But there's a lot of people that wish they had not done that. Yeah. Uh, is, there, is there anybody that says, you know what, I, I wish I, I wish I had done, I wish I'd never tried meth for the first time. Is there anybody that ever says, man, I'm glad I did. I'm so glad I tried meth and, and it's destroyed my life and I'm in and out of rehab. And I wish I, I, God just didn't know what he was doing. And I got to tell you something, uh, trying meth, God was just wrong about that, about altering my mind. It's been great. <laughs> right. I mean, so it, it's like he says, and this is the thing that we don't need to miss what Bubba's saying. And the writer of Hebrews talks about this. God disciplines those he loves. Just like we do, like Bubba said, just like parents. And then you go to John 15, and I know nobody likes this, where it says, I am the true vine. And if you abide in me, and any branch that does not produce fruit, meaning it's not abiding in Jesus, he cuts off. Those that produce fruit, stay with me, he prunes in order that it will produce more fruit. So wait a minute. So the ones who didn't get attached to the vine, they're just thrown away. Thrown away. But those of us that did and produced fruit, he's going to prune us so that we'll produce more fruit? Absolutely. So that's where you in have, a pruning process is never fun. No, by definition. But you got to understand what it, if you could ever get in your mind, and it took me a long time to get there, and I got a lot to learn. But let me tell you what I have learned, and it's changed my view of everything. God is sovereign. So whatever situation I'm in, if it was not a, a, a law of the harvest thing, I, I'm looking around going, what is God trying to teach me? Yeah, there's a lesson here. So if I'm quarantining, what? Why? What is He trying to teach me? We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, there is no other. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Waking on that blubber. Nine minutes to the top of the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Phone call standing by at 866-WE-BE-BIG. And uh, Bubba, I'm looking. Greg says that one of my classmates from Oxford High School that I, now if I don't, if I remember this right, Cynthia, you have, uh, you and I have a birthday on exactly the same day. Is that right? Or within a day? If I remember that. That's correct. Going on the same day. Well, happy birthday to you tomorrow. It's a same exact happy year. Happy birthday to you tomorrow. Same exact year. Sixty-five. Yeah, well, uh, I was sixty-four. Yeah. So, so I turn fifty-six tomorrow. What do you turn? Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Okay. Double so, nickel. So a year off. So, so, so we'll we'll thank you. Happy birthday to you too. Happy birthday. I hope you have a good year. Well, thank you. You too, <laughs> Cynthia. Thank you for calling, Big E. There she goes. 2020 just keeps delivering. There's champions. You know, uh, I thought we had 2020 beat down just a little bit. I thought it was beginning to ease up like we'd run over it with a car. Did you thought you could have something? I did. And then, then boom, here she comes again. You You, know what I mean? Well, it's like it's it's the year that won't end. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, hey, (laughs) hey, hey, Gary. (laughs) Hey. Did you hear Bubba, what he just said? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm down here fishing to get straddled this tractor. I'm down here at the old Motors old place. 
No, These but... owners are looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I know. I told them I had to have a little radio time, but I was just going to uh, wish you a happy birthday. I got that mall ready for you tomorrow. No, I, I'm not We're swinging that. Fish, I, I'm all. That wood. That, that's that, that's that uh, when you split that wood. That's oh, I thought he was somebody's going down nah, to where nah, the store nah, with he's, a roof on. I, I, I ain't coming that. Look, if you've got you, a gas operated one, we're done with that thing. <laughs> 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 well, no, nah, I just going to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you, Gary. Uh, Gary. I see, uh, Igor's just got, got me on your birthday cake. No, it's it's Edgar's. It's not Edgar's. Igor's. Edgar's. It's Edgar's. Oh, you made the birthday cake. <laughs> you made the birthday cake right next to Rick. I know. I know. Ain't that ain't that nice? <laughs> hey, your tractor even made it, Gary. Yeah, I mean they've got the tractor well, down. Everything. Bush hog. Now I ate I the pond a minute they, ago. I just hope everybody don't think there's something else going on down there at the farm rather than farming. <laughs> I know. We're a little close in that picture. And you got you know what? They know. drew they drew you with your shorty shorts on. Yeah, I know. I don't, it's I don't in know. Blue you jeans can't have nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got your little well, shorty shorts on. <laughs> well, I don't know. Are you going anywhere this weekend or anything? Uh no no I, I I probably might go to the farm tomorrow for my birthday. Looks he like said somebody look, come to Lake Mitchell and getting a steak and a salad. I was, I was wondering, you know, I I might be able to get down to Lake Mitchell and have me a salad. Well, there'll probably be one down there now. Oh, I thought you were mm. going on one of them trips. Uh, now that Sunday night, I'm actually going to go speak in Indiana Sunday night. But I, I won't I won't leave till like three o'clock Sunday afternoon. Well, I just wonder how come you don't ever ask me to go with you anymore. Because of Louisiana, I can answer that easily. <laughs> I don't even have to hesitate on my answer. Louisiana. Well, if that, if that preacher hadn't been so dadgum forceful, you know, it would everything been all right. That fat boy hadn't sat down on my turkey call. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, <laughs> of course, he's listening. It's all, it's all real. <laughs> what was not so impressive is the fact he sit on it to sound it made. Oh, yeah. Oh, Everybody I thought know. the boy had pork and beans there at the, at the dinner. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Gary, the way the way you behaved in Louisiana, no, you ain't going anywhere. You think I'm gonna take you to Indiana with me? No, no way. Well, I don't like to fly, no way. I know you made that really clear, and uh, yeah, I saw you checking the tires. I think they checked the air in them. It's a you know, like flying's pretty. You got to really check everything. I know. Well, I'm just going to call you and wish you a happy birthday. I'm fixing to get straddle this tractor again. All right. Well, Gary, thank you. I love you, buddy. See you. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow sometime. Hey, Gary, say you love him, too. Yeah, I love you, Rick. <laughs> don't, don't tell nobody else. <laughs> Just try to keep it between us. <laughs> 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 hey, Gary, I see you. Tell Gwen I said hey. All right, we'll see you, y'all. All right, get on the track. Hey, see you, brother. <laughs> see you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that's the biggest problem you got. Uh-huh. Do you think I'm going to take him again after the way he acted no, in Louisiana? you can't do that. Yes, I, when you don't go speak somewhere and, and Gary end up getting in a fight mm-hmm. with the pastor, mm-hmm. not not an argument, no. a physical fight oh, with Lord. the pastor. Well, he took a hold of me. <laughs> he, he he said I wasn't going nowhere. I was going to sit there and talk about giving my life to Jesus. I said I did in Clanton. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get my calls, get that fat boy. Or was it a revival down at Lake Mitchell? It might have been a revival. That's as far as I have my place at Lake Mitchell. <laughs> uh, I am going to put down for later in the show that you did eat half the the, the pond oh, at the farm I, on the day. Look at the pond, seven acres. Bubba might have eaten four. One well, penny. <laughs> Law of the harvest, to you. <laughs> Slot of hand there. On your own. <laughs>
Uh, let's go to the phones. Well, that's uh, another great example of it, by the way. Pat- Patrick is, uh, <laughs> you know, the old famous, I don't know why my feet hurt. I'll take a shot at it. Uh, I think I know. Patrick, welcome to the program. We're buckling out of the way. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, uh, what do you call it, uh, Rick? You call it your destination bell or something like that? Where you, oh, where you, you ring the bell? Location bell. bell. Oh, yeah. Location yeah. bell. It's yeah. not handy here, yeah. though. Where is it? Well, y'all, y'all need, y'all need something for COVID. Y'all need something for Bubba when he when he says big words it gets big words right. Y'all, y'all need to well, that's you know, true. do that the horn you know something like that. Well, yeah. the sad thing is we don't need it that much. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, I'll clean the the little bell and bring it back. Did in. COVID get the bell too? Yeah, we cleaned well, off the counter. Yeah, the yeah, there's a box of stuff back here. I go back from time to time get stuff. I want back. <laughs> Tina, it, it's working its way back up here. All over. <laughs> Tina, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Terry, good morning, guys. Hey. Hey, um, uh, Green Acres also. I just pulled in up at work. Go ahead. Um, I have a question about the end times, I guess, like Revelation and the Tribulation. Oh, going with something light. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad it ain't a phone Uh, troll. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, true. Um, I have some friends, some people I know that, you know, there's the people with the... Some people believe there's going to be the rapture is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pre, mid, and post. Before, yep. yeah, before before the tribulation. Right. Which is what I've always believed. Mm-hmm. But I've got some people who think. Well, I've got one person I know who thinks we're in the first half part of the right. or the first part of the tribulation I've now. Heard, I've heard that. Yeah. And I can uh, only think that for three and a half years. Though. Right. Boy. Right. Yeah. So I was just wondering what y'all's thoughts were on it. What your opinion was? You know, as far as because, like I said, I believe God, you know, we're going to be raptured before the tribulation starts. Some people think it will be once the Antichrist is revealed. Yeah, there's different, and we are at the top of the hour. So uh, I, I can give you, okay. and, and now keep in mind, whatever we give, and I can give an opinion on this. I actually heard a very in-depth uh, study on this, just uh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. And uh, and I, I agreed with what I heard and things I had uh, thought, but but keep in mind, all we're going to be able to give you is an opinion. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. but it's I like think my belly button. But I think there's some things that at least could give the opinion some validity in Scripture. Now, if it's not from Scripture, then it's nothing but someone's commentary. Uh, but we'll talk about it. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant goobs. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. It is six minutes now past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. All ready to go. And welcome back for another brand new hour. Ladies and gentlemen, he may wear number 12 in his jersey. But he's always number one in your hearts. There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Bubba Buster. And not to mention his oversized heart back to you. <laughs> so we had a question, and I thought it was going to be a, a simpler question. Um, so um, so this this woman, and this is going on right now. Matter of fact, I've even got an email on the break. 
that tell us we need to go back and listen to Dana Coverstone again. He's predicted that Trump would go away in eight, in October for a while. I don't remember this, this all these tied, details. Do y'all? I, I, I don't. I, look, I, I don't know. But maybe he said I don't remember. He may have. And look, I'm I'm not. What, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see. Now I will tell you again, and I know this has been discussions. We've had it. Uh, this we're talking about the 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 church being you know pulled out and and this big event. Uh, before the tribulation begins, then there's some people, and she talked about this, they think we're already in the first three and a half years of the tribulation. Uh, I find that one to be tough to confirm. Can't, can't, it doesn't match up. The but boxes in, don't change. But anyway, uh, there, the bottom line is there is a pre-trib, mid-trib, and a post-trib. Uh, well, you wouldn't say theology. Theory of it. Because yeah, well, yeah. it is a theory, because no, no, no one really knows. But we can go to what Chris, uh, what scripture actually says and uh, and I I was fortunate enough and I'd heard some of this before but I just heard her teaching on this uh, and this is from someone now first of all I want us to those of you that uh, do not believe in the rapture uh, and this is not a salvation issue okay but it is it is interesting you keep saying the word rapture is not in any English version of the Bible <laughs> but neither is Trinity. Uh, that word's never used. Right. But the concepts of the yeah. Trinity are there. And as a matter of fact, now salvation is tied to that. So, uh, you know, so you can't really use that as the, well, if the, if the actual word's not there. But but in a way, it actually kind of is. Uh, and this is in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And I'll read it to, 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 to what you have. And if you, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, and you, you see the coming of the Lord. It may have that in your Bible. It may not. I, I use the ESV most of the time uh, in my English translation. And what, what has happened here is you had this church that was doing really well, but it's kind of like a lot of things. They, they were spiritual infants. So when, when, when they misunderstood the second coming of Jesus, they understood that to be something that would happen in their lifetime. And, and so Paul has been made aware of this, possibly by, by Peter and Silas, but some of the guys that had been to Thessalonica, and he said, hey, you need to write them a, a letter uh, because they're confused. They don't know what happens to the people that die before Jesus comes back. They think these people may be lost. Uh, they think Jesus was supposed to come back, and anybody that's died before he comes back, what happens to them? And they think it's going to happen in their lifetime. Some of them have quit work. Some of them have sold everything. They've gone up on the hills. that sound familiar, by the way? <laughs> And, and so Paul says, whoa, 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 let, 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 well, easy, let's tap the brakes. Here comes a letter, and he says uh, in uh, verse 13 of chapter 4, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, talking about people who have died an earthly death, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. And we use that at funerals a lot. We don't, we don't grieve as he, those who have no hope. And he doesn't mean sleep like earthly sleep. No. He means a temporary death. Yeah, it'd be hard to make a case for a nap here. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, uh, through Jesus, God will bring him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. Hey, look, they're in. Matter of fact, he's going he's to draw them to him first, and, and so on. For the Lord himself will descend. See, this is in the Bible. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel. So an archangel is going to give a shout, announce it, a yep. trumpet. We're going to hear that. 
And with the sound of the trumpet, and boy, you need this unpacked. When you go back to where this trumpet comes from, back from the Old Testament and everything, it is fascinating, but we don't have time for that today. But but it will be a trumpet. It, we will hear a literal sound, okay? And the dead in Christ will rise first, back to what he's already said about don't, don't worry about those that have already died before he comes. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together. Now, this caught up together uh, in, in, in Greek, I can't pronounce the word, but I but 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 I see it here. And if you go to the Latin of the word, is the word uh, R A P T U O, rapto, and that's where we get rapture from. Right. So it actually is here. It's just it's in English. It's not there. But this is where this word comes from. Kind of like where we get baptism from. Baptismo, uh, right. baptizo. It, it means to be to be immersed and then to come back. So anyway, this word, and it literally in Greek means to be like you picture grabbing somebody, just jerking it, like, boom. I mean, it, it is, it is a, a violent happening right now in an instant, and it will be called up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord, therefore encourage one another with these words. So now some of you say, well, Rick, even though the Latin here and, and the Greek seem to indicate this, this event, it looks a like meeting in the air. It looks like when Jesus, I mean, when, when the angels said to the disciples, and they're looking up in the air when Jesus ascended, they said, "Hey guys, you're going to see him come back just like he went. Now go do what he told you to do." And then they start their business, which is what we're supposed to be doing: making disciples and and being about his business until he returns. It gives us a lot of parables about not being caught, not doing what he said. Don't know why we don't take that serious. But anyway, so then he goes on to talk about concerning the times and the seasons. This is in First Thessalonians chapter five. He says, for you, are, you, are, you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. What, what, it's going to catch some people off guard. Yeah, and he says, while people are saying there is peace and security, underline that, Bubba, you mentioned that, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, see there, for that day uh, to surprise you like a thief, for you are all the children of light, the children of day. We are not of the night and of the darkness. So, uh, so he goes on to talk about how we should live our lives and all that. So the reason why I, I tend to be a pre-trib person, and then you see in Ephesians, uh, Paul says that uh, the church will not, will not we, will be, we will be protected from the wrath of God. We will not receive the wrath of God. Now, I understand some people can say, well, he's talking about in, etern- in eternity. He's not talking about on earth. But we know the tribulation is going to be the wrath of God coming down to prepare for the final refinement of, of the earth and all that. But my point is this, and in, in, in uh, Matthew 24, Jesus says, when this thing happens, when I return, of course, lawlessness will be one of the things to look for, by the way, in the final days. <laughs> but he said, when I return, people just be going about their business. And remember, he uses the term, as in the days of Noah. See, these people mocked Noah. Like, this is not going to happen. They were just they were getting married. They were carrying on. Well, the, just my common sense Calhoun County guy, and I'm not the final word on this, and I really don't care. Would I rather not go through the tribulation? Sure. I, I, you're an idiot if you want to go through the tribulation. Will I do whatever the Lord requires of me? Yes. Will I fall away? By the grace of God, I won't. Okay? And there will be a major falling away, and we're seeing that now. But I just don't see how we can go through this seven-year tribulation, the three-and-a-half you know, that are that is somewhat bad, and the last three-and-a-half that Jesus said if it was any longer, nobody could survive it. I don't see how 
anybody's going to be surprised by some event that, that we see in other scripture says it'll be like the twinkling of an eye. It will be a shout. There will be a jerking out of the church. People will be carrying on their regular business. It'll be like a thief in the night. Well, the only thing that sounds like that to me is a rapture type event. Mm-hmm. Because if not, I'm looking around going, we're in the tribulation. Uh, I mean, it, it, this is happening. There's the Antichrist. This is happening. There's the temple being rebuilt. There's all this going on. Well, then I wouldn't be surprised. Right? And so that, and, and plus, you know, that, that's where the rapture stuff yeah. comes from. Now, yeah. if, if you want to talk about, you know, pre trib, mid trib, post trib, I personally am pre trib, but that doesn't mean I'm, you know, I've had times that I was mid trib, I've had times I was post trib. But the more I study scripture, the more I can't seem to work out how any other way you're going to have thief in the night, twinkling of the eye, two people in the field, one's gone, one's there, and a massive shout and a pulling out of the dead in Christ and those who are still alive, how you get that by going through the tribulation. Yeah. yeah. No one of them got on the ark before it started raining. Yeah. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Donald Trump, President of the United States. Honestly, I think this is the first radio show I've done as president, if you want to know the truth. And you're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. 21 minutes past the hour. By the way, um, somebody said that Trump tried to, he called the, on the hotline and told Speedy, and Speedy answered, you know what Trump said on the hotline? Have you heard? <laughs> yeah, I like to go on. I want to, I did my first interview when, as president with you guys, I, I want to do my first interview with Kobe. Uh, you know, it's not the. It wouldn't be the first time that our phone screeners have screened out somebody that was should they should have let through. No, you're right. You're right. They sure did, and and Hannity finally got over that. Um, all right, so um, I'll never forget him say, "I talked to some girl named Peaches. <laughs> she wouldn't let me through." Well, it looks like Steve Ducey has gotten through the, the call screener. Uh, <laughs> we we have Ducey on from Fox and Friends. The Deuce, Deuce, welcome back. Hello. Yes, indeed. Another slow news day. <laughs> there's, there's nothing going on. I mean, I just I wish we could get everybody. What? So what's going? Somebody said the president might be sick. Is that true? Oh, Rick. You know, uh, that's what I heard. I I woke up. This is this is what kind of a day it was. I woke up in my normal time of uh, a little after three o'clock, and my son Peter, who is the Fox News correspondent with Joe Biden. Uh, he's in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with right, him right now. He sent me a text live right then as I woke up, and it said, "Hey, I'm awake. If you want me to update you on the situation," and it's like, "Oh no, does this involve you or your mother or what?" <laughs> oh, what a way! What a terrible! That's a terrible son text to a dad. Don't start that way. <laughs> well, then he then he actually I hit uh, I called him hit speaker and he told me the whole story while I was shaving good well at least it was that you know usually when your son texts you at that time of the day and says uh, you want me to explain it to you you're like what what's well, happening Steve did he give you any inside yeah. information we ain't got you right well you know what what he said was um and it's it was accurate he said uh, we still haven't heard from Joe Biden. You know, usually when something like this happens, you immediately hear from both camps. Right. And the suggestion is because out on the campaign trail, Joe Biden has 
on a number of to- uh, occasions said, you know, I, I get up every morning at eight o'clock and then I start my day and it's like, okay, it's uh, three o'clock in the morning. He's not up four, five, six, seven. Uh, and he did not respond, did not tweet anything out until about eight forty-five. So the suggestion was, you know, maybe they don't want to wake him up and tell him what had happened. And so they they were just trying to figure it out. But you know, it, it is curious that it took so long for them to say something. But nonetheless, uh, Joe and Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, sent out a, a tweet this morning that said, "Hopes and prayers are, our thoughts and prayers are with the president and the first lady that they have a speedy recovery," which is the classy right yeah. thing to do. And he's headed to be tested this morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember, he was on the stage with the yeah. president a couple of days ago, and I was reading today, I think in the uh, in the uh, Washington Post or the Wall Street Journal, one of those papers that starts with a W, that, uh, <laughs> that, appar- that apparently, um, you know, the president and former vice president were socially distanced on the stage uh, in Cleveland the other night, right. but the CDC says that when there is shouting... Uh, oh. the virus can actually yeah. uh, travel further. So my question to you, um, Rick and Bubba, was there yelling? Would that be something that uh, the former vice president huh. worry about? And, you know, I don't remember. Was there yelling at that? Well, that there that, seemed that, to that, be a yeah. lot of people's that, mouths open at the same time. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, the only thing that could help, because they, the way they talked on top of each other, is that one of their saliva <laughs> cr- cram- crashed into the other saliva. <laughs> and it hit and Chris fa- Wallace. And it hit Chris Wallace, <laughs> and now he's sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh man. What a week. What, what a, week. a week. What a what, week. Hey, what a year. Yeah. Twenty twenty. I mean, you know, every time, Steve, we think, well, twenty twenty's been heck of a year, but we, we think we're finally getting on top of it. Hey, here she comes again. I know. So let's jump into something good and we can discuss the other things if we want to. But I mean I, I want to discuss the, the, the happy in a hurry cookbook uh with oh. you and your wife Kathy. Uh, 100 plus fast and easy new recipes that taste like home. Uh, now, Steve, I know Kathy probably, can you cook? Is any of this, <laughs> are you just, are you just on the cover? Yeah, is this just, about your wife? Is this, is, is, do you just have a gig that can point us to her great cooking? I mean, are you involved? Let me just put the kibosh on this. Uh, when I was nine years old, uh, a member of the 4-H club in Industry, Kansas, I won a blue ribbon at the Kansas State Fair for chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> no, you didn't. 100%. I absolutely did. And here's the thing about that uh, 4-H in the State Fair. You know where I got the recipe? It was not from my grandmother. It was not from my mother. It wasn't from anybody I knew. I got the recipe off the side of the chocolate morsel bag, the <laughs> Nestle bag. I just read it right off there, made it, sent the cookies to Hutchinson, Kansas. Next thing you know, they send me a, a blue ribbon. You know what that tells me? <laughs> and, Rick, a lot of people don't know he went on to sell that recipe to the Keebler elves. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there was that nasty lawsuit about the tree catching on fire. But yep. let, let's, uh-huh. talk, let's talk about that. You know what that tells me, Steve, and I don't want to puff you up because I know you don't want that, but you know what that says? I mean, recipe, recipes are one thing, but a skilled person in the kitchen, mm-hmm. no, no, you, can have, you can have the recipe, but it looks like uh, I bet a lot of people have done something <laughs> on the side of that box, but they didn't win an award. 
Well, th- I think that could be a compliment. Uh, I, I, I was actually, I was actually a contestant about twenty years ago. The Food Network, which you know, there's so much serious news. I watch the Food Network a lot. Oh yeah. Um, because you know, it comes along every. They have enough content before the commercial, so yeah. I can finish that glass of wine, and then during the commercial, I can go get a, a refill. I like, <laughs> I like that show on Thursday night, Spaghetti and Meatballs. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, but, but. I, I was a contestant back in the olden days of the Food Network for a show called Ready, Set, Cook. And it's they, they would have a professional chef paired with somebody of, you know, in my case, a a uh, a guy who was on the news in right. New York, yeah. and so we we paired off against somebody else. And I just remember the guy told me at the beginning, the professional professional chef. He said, "Look, I'm going to do all the cooking. Just whatever you do, if you have to cut something, don't cut your finger off." Yes, so that was that was, and we won. So, <laughs> Deuce. Well, now I, I, now I see this book in a completely different way. Because the, the way I was looking at it before of it, I was just looking at Kathy and ignoring you. Mm-hmm. So now I realize that both of you worked on this together. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about okay. what, what actually is in here. Man, the, the book, I, we've got copies of it here in the studio, and we're going to tell you how to get an autographed copy. If you'd like an autographed copy, we have a link to Books A Million right now at rickandbubba.com. If you'll go there and you, you look at that link, you'll see it from Books A Million. You click there. And get your copy, and this book is really cool. It's got some great pictures of the pictures are great in this family memories, families growing up. The Happy and a Hurry Cookbook, Steve and Kathy Ducey. You can get an autographed copy using the link that we have in show notes at rickandbubba.com, which takes you it takes you right to Books a Million. More with Steve Ducey when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hi, this is Sean Hannity, and you are listening to my great friends, Rick and Bubba. I am telling you, these guys, and I'm not kidding, I love these guys because they are the funniest guys on radio, and they actually have values. It's an unbelievable combination. We ought to be in syndication together. Whatever station I'm on, I ought to insist Rick and Bubba are on, and that ought to be reciprocity. Yeah, Sean, that never happened. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) I remember getting excited thinking you actually meant that. It's never happened. Sean's on, what, 600-something stations? What are we, on 50? Uh, but anyway, so uh, we're back with Steve Ducey also from Fox with Fox and Friends, and he and his wife. Well, here, yeah. Here's my question, uh, Rick and Bubba. If you teamed up with Sean Hannity, yes. would it be Sean and Rick and Bubba, Sean, Bubba, and Rick, uh, would your name be in the title? Do you re- do you think he would allow his own name to be after yours? Well, I will tell you this, Steve, and because you know we believe in marketing, it would be all on what region of the country we were being aired. <laughs> I got news for you, and 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 in the southeastern region, it would be Rick, Bubba, and Sean. <laughs> okay, there you go, and there it is. But yes, uh, well, no, Sean's, well, I Sean's think he's deal, just saying yeah, we should be on the same station. Yeah, he got yeah. excited. His show, our show. He got excited, and he said, you know, this is when all the syndication thing was kicking. You know, and he was like, whatever station I'm on in the afternoon, y'all should be on, you know, either at another time slot. We should be on the same stations together. And and, and, and he just and he never he never did it. I mean, it's like, you know, Sean went off and we're in his vapor. Uh, but he but he still calls from time to time and checks in on us, <laughs> which is well, great. I, I have I have a suggestion on how to better appreciate Sean Hannity. And that is I know I, I just looked at Instagram. I know you guys are both holding my cookbook. Oh yes. If mm-hmm. you go to if you go to page nineteen, 
I'll, I'll wait a second. Go to page 19 in the Happy in a Hurry cookbook. Yeah, all right. There we page 19. I'm, I'm, turning, I'm turning there right now. Right. I got it. No, 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 I got it. No, no, all right, no. I'm there. Sean's mac and cheese rolls. Let me tell you something. It, it's mac and cheese in an egg roll, and it, it served with ranch dressing. That could be one yeah. of the tastiest things out of the 100 recipes in our cookbook. Sean, I made Sean last said that's the favorite. Wife. He said that's the favorite meal his chef fixed for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Sean Hannity used to be a cook. He, at 14, he was like a short order cook at a diner out in Long Island. Hey, Ducey. Everybody that yeah. we know is not a cook. I mean, you're, it's like everybody we bring up. You think that you say yeah. you can cook, Sean can cook, but uh, but, but you got to give Bubba props. That's a great line, and you need to use it on Sean. <laughs> it is, it uh, is great. Uh, but anyway, it is great. here's what I like about our relationship with you. You have yeah. you, you have under promised and over delivered. Uh, you've never promised oh, us anything. You've, right. I mean, and, and you know what? And you've over- and you barely gave us something. So you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I love you guys. You know, uh, my first book came out like, it's been 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. And you guys were like the first big radio show that actually had me on. And I had a big event at in Birmingham at Books a Million there. And you guys were so supportive. And, you know, I can never forget my Rick and Bubba. Can I tell you, you something? Is that still the only flyover of a military plane you've ever Wasn't had? Wasn't that great? <laughs> I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was great. And we had the we had the governor of Alabama there that yeah, day. Right. It was great. It was fantastic. You know, you you actually play a key role on us getting other guests when they write books. And I'm not I, I'm not exaggerating this because you were one of these people that went out and said, "Hey guys, I got to tell you something. This Rick and Bubba thing, <laughs> you need to be on there because uh, it really it really helped the book and their audience really is supportive and our audience has has always responded in a big way, like they're going to for this. So let's talk about the Happy in a Hurry cookbook. When you say happy, I notice you're putting in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Are you just realizing we, we're, we're all trying to do better, but it's an it's a different world or, out or there Or do these now? have to be like 20-minute meals or less? That's what what was ask. the criteria for Tell this. me about the hurry thing. Well, okay, well, let me tell you about the happy part first. Okay, happy, then uh, hurry. Uh, uh, about five years ago, my wife was diagnosed with eye cancer, mm. a, a terrible, aggressive form of eye cancer. And we went to the Will's Eye Hospital in Philadelphia, and she had the best doctor in the world, and she said, yep, you've got eye cancer, but I'm going to save your life. Mm, and they started the immediately, thank you, uh, started to treat her with radiation. The way they do that is they get this little thing about the size of a dime, and they sew it into the back of your eye. Hello, skill. And then they, you, you lay in a bed for five days. Wow. One sleepless night, she was thinking about, you know, what if this doesn't work? I, what have I got to do? Uh, who's going to raise the kids? And then she realized, like an epiphany at 2 o'clock in the morning, when, when they fix my eye, I've got to start writing down the recipes for my kids. We've got three kids. So they'll always have the foods that they grew up on. You know, when I was growing up, my mom's pot roast was it. Anytime she made that and at any time my current wife, Kathy, makes it, it's like, I- I'm right back there. I'm eight years old. It's one of those things. Oh, Everybody's yeah. got yeah. a happy food. No doubt. Uh, so that's where the idea came from. Thank God she was treated. She's fine. She's, you know, cancer-free. We did the happy cookbook 
two years ago. And when we were out, in fact, we were in Birmingham at uh, the Walmart down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we heard from a number of people, and it was like, we love the happy idea, but I don't have any time to cook. There you, go. you know, I, I would cook more if I had time. So we came up with recipes that taste like home, don't take all day in the kitchen, and that's where Happy in a Hurry came from. Well, and that is the key. I think people are willing to get back around the table because I think our culture desperately needs that. But we are in times where it seems like everybody is on the move with the Little League games, and my kids got this, right. and i got to go to the play, and then I've got to do this, and my church is doing this. So I, I love the idea that these are fantastic. You get around the table, but they also can be prepared uh, you know, in a hurry. And I'm looking at the – do you have a – I mean, it's not fair to ask a favorite, favorite out of 100 recipes, but uh, I want everybody to know, and Bubba mentioned it, it's not just a cookbook. I mean, the recipes are there, and you're going to love those. There's some great pictures of the life of the Deuces. And uh, what was it like gathering all these pictures and going over your life? Because you had to go find them, you know, for the publisher. And uh, sure. I, I bet that was a lot of fun. Well, it was a lot of fun. Uh, go in the cookbook, uh, and folks at home can follow along. Go in, in the cookbook because you were going to ask me what my favorite recipe is. I was. If you go to page 254, okay. there is a picture of a pie that will change everybody's <laughs> life. Uh, I, I brought it out to Martha McCallum last night there it on is. her show, The Story. It's a Ritz cracker crust mm-hmm. peanut butter pie. Oh, and, no, you know, our, our moms used to make something like that. Uh, it's one of those refrigerator oh. pies. You don't cook it. You just uh, you crush up some Ritz crackers. And you I can almost cool taste whip. it right now. I'm, li- oh, I'm, I'm licking the picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we call that Friday at, right. at your house. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you guys go one page before that, going to the, the point about gathering up uh, family photos, on page 252 is uh, Fox News's a leading uh, campaign correspondent, Peter Ducey, at age two, wearing a Ritz cracker box on his yes, head. Yes, funny. You can, he gets that from and, his dad. And then Curious George right behind that <laughs> on the right. next page. That's I'll right. tell you, though, i got to tell you, Steve, my favorite picture is on 207. When you were early in the business, you were a weatherman standing in front of a wooden set with a wooden weather map up there, so making good. four right. bucks an hour. I was making four bucks an hour, and that that's for the BLT pasta. And by the way, BLT pasta is one of my favorite things in here. Um, I was talking about how when you when you make four dollars an hour and you're on TV, you eat a lot of pot pies and you eat a lot of macaroni. Just saying. You know, I'm glad y'all told me that was Ducey. I turned to page 207 myself by the BLT pasta, and I thought, why has he got a picture of Jeff Daniels in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I we we shared the hair. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's great. Well, this is a great book. I and, and you know I'm f- kind of funny, but I like the the way the pages feel. You know I'm I, I, I'm sensitive. This book what do you is call really that? put together. What, if you are hung up on how soft the paper is or how slick it is, I'm sure that's yeah. some kind of disease. You know, mental disorder. But I really do like the way this no, book. No, feels. let me tell you, it's it, it, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard cover. I guess they call these, even though it has too many pages to be official, coffee table kind of books. But but I can see this. I'm taking it home to my wife, and she oh, has yeah. her little shelf with various cookbooks on it. And the Happy and a Hurry cookbook with Steve and Kathy Ducey will go there, and we will begin to dine on some of these delicious meals 
and desserts and and uh, and a little bit of everything in here. Yeah, I mean, and it, well, it's all well, over the road. That it's means a, a lot. It's, a, it's all kinds of different. I mean, it's not like don't don't picture you know like sometimes people have basically the same category of food but different uh, yeah. recipes. This goes all over the board. I mean, it, it's got a little bit of everything. Well, yeah, my uh, on the first date with my wife, um, she made lasagna and it was the best lasagna i'd ever had because i grew up in kansas and i never had lasagna with actual cheese in it Mm. Uh, my mom would make it with cottage cheese so then when when my future wife made it with uh ricotta i said to her at the end of the night i said you're gonna think i'm crazy but someday we're gonna be married that was at the end of the first date and she turned to me and said you need to leave immediately. You know what? <laughs> and that was wisdom. It really was. Um, oh, my goodness. Everybody, 157. Uh, what you got? Sweet tea fried chicken. Stop it. Uh, Stop oh, it. so good. Oh, my goodness, 157. Uh, well, how about uh, page 140, buffalo chicken mac and cheese baked. Oh, Greg, that's got you written yeah. all over it. Oh, yeah. Greg loves mac- <laughs> uh, above anything buffalo, buffalo chicken. 140, did you say? Calm down. <laughs> Whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. Did he say 140? I think he did. And while y'all are talking, Steve, I got to tell you, while, uh, while we're, we're interviewing you, you and Kathy are on one side and your son's on the other reporting on Fox News, and you were side by side at the same time. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's like a surveillance camera for a father. I, I know where he's at. <laughs> well, no, we, you have to be proud. He's doing such a good job. If you I remember, mean, when you were on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, we actually let, let you turn that on because yeah, you wanted so you to, want check. to see a cutty. To see if he was yeah. where he was supposed to be. Um, I did. At the top of the hour, let's see where he is. Oh, today he's in Grand Rapids. You, you, don't, even, you don't even need the Life 360 app. No. no. You just need Fox News. Um, all right. Well, Steve, uh, t- give our best to Kathy and the whole family. Thank you for including us in this. Now, if you yeah. want an autographed copy of this, yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, we've got the link, uh, link there from Books A Million at rickandbubba.com and show notes. Just click on that. And if you get the cookbook from there, it's going to come to you autographed. That's right. Uh, so take advantage of that. And uh, Steve, thanks for being Steve, with Steve, always us. a pleasure, bro. Yep. And you've made us hungry, and we'll be cooking this weekend. You're hungry in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, How about my birthday is tomorrow, and I may pick out oh. something. Yeah, I'm going to look oh, at it. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, Tell you what. Uh, Sherry, Sherry, my wife, turn with me to page 147. <laughs> or maybe 154, sweet tea chicken. <laughs> thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate you being here. Love you guys. Thank you. I love you too, buddy. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're back. Eight minutes to the top. Thanks to Steve Ducey for being with us on the program today. All right, so carshield.com. Definitely go to carshield.com. Do you have an automobile that uh, is the warranty's over? Uh, It's ended. Well, if, if, if the warranty's over, uh, then you're going to have to pay for anything that happens going forward unless unless uh, you go and get a protection plan from CarShield. Their protection plans, if it's a covered repair, uh, they'll deal directly with the ASC-certified um, mechanic of your choice, uh, the, the dealership, uh, your favorite mechanic, whatever it may be, uh, and then they'll pay them directly. You'll get a rental car while yours is being repaired. You'll get 24-7 roadside assistance with the car shield, and we can actually save you 10% on whichever plan that you pick by going to carshield.com. Use the promo code Bubba. That's going to save you 10%. There is also a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Go ahead and do this before that terrible feeling of the check engine light comes on. 
Uh, that way you're ready to go. Bubba, we have a lot. You know, college football is back again oh, this weekend. Oh, it is. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, we have to warn. We've got to warn mm. two fan bases. Uh, that is the Beth Mowen's uh, air raid siren. Uh, if you uh, are in the fan base of these two teams, you have been assigned Beth Mowen's play-by-play. Mm. Rocky will be on the sideline. No, Rick, no. Rocky? Where, not, where's Rocky? He's not part of the group, Rick. Uh, all right, so it's Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about the Red Wolves. Huh. Hey, Baba. Arkansas That's, State. It's, your, it, huh? it's your favorite play-by-play, <laughs> Beth Mowens. No, the Red Wolves are Arkansas Yeah, yeah, Rick's they're Arkansas Arizona State. State. Yeah. I said Arkansas State. I thought you said Arizona State. Did I? I may have. I but I'm in Arkansas. I'm looking right here at it, Greg. It's the Red Wolves of Arkansas State. <laughs> now, if I, if I said Arizona, and I, maybe I was not, maybe I got to the mimosa a little early. <laughs> but then's the one that, which I, you don't want to hear her say, oh, no, Coastal Carolina. Ah, Shanna Clears. Oh, <laughs> you got to get Shanna Clears yards. <laughs> Hey, let me ask you this. You see the Dolphins play, and I, 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 I Chandler Cox. <laughs> Rick, on the call with her, Kirk Morrison and Taylor Davis. Well, what did they do? With Which the... one's on the sidelines? I think it's Taylor. Taylor? Yes. He's down there on the side. That's Greg's boy's name. Taylor. <laughs> Does your boy Taylor like to hear your mama call a game or two? <laughs> yeah, that'd be incorrect, but this may be a girl. You know, that name can go Gender Bender. Oh, yeah. Hey, Gender Bender name, here. Greg. That's you never fine. know. Gender Bender. <laughs> uh, maybe I should ask for a timeout. <laughs> it, is a rep- it is a female, Greg. Right again, I think. Bobby, you going to watch me call this game? <laughs> I doubt it. No, I, I don't know it. if he is. I'm out of it. Arkansas State Red Wolves taking on the Carolina, Coastal Carolina Chanticleer. <laughs> we got to be like dogs, not cats. Coastal Carolina. Oh, yeah. That's a zany coach. They did. Is he still there, Greg? Oh, no. He's been long gone. Long gone. You know, they had a coach. I've done my show prep. I haven't seen the game. <laughs> they had a coach at one time that was uh, that was one of the founders of like Ameritrade. Ameritrade. He, went, he, yeah. he quit. He retired from that and went with their coach. He retired. That's right. That would be a good interview. What did he retire from? Ameritrade. Ameritrade. <laughs> Former Ameritrade retired. Got up some yards. Coastal Carolina, Chanticleer. <laughs> Mama's got the game. Got a new, got a new color guy. What's, Kirk, a, what's his Kirk. name? Kirk. Kirk Morrison. Poor Kirk. That's it. Is it Poor Morrison? Kirk. It is. Kirk Morrison. Is that who? Let's stand down to the sidelines to Taylor. Taylor, talk to Mama. Was that a first down? <laughs> they pick up enough yards? <laughs> How about that defensive tackler? Yeah. Where's this game taking place at? Home of the Red Wolves. Uh, no, actually, we're going to Coastal Carolina. Okay. I think so. We're going to go into the land of the Chanticleer. <laughs> well, I, t- I tell you what. Greg, you know what a Chanticleer is? I, I, I'm, it's I a game cock. That's right. It's uh-huh. another word it's for a, a fighting chicken. Go no cocks. Yeah. Mama's Herges. here. Go clears. Go Chanticleers. <laughs> That's what they called the uh, student newspaper now, there in Jacksonville State. They did. Yeah. They did. The Chanticleer. For Coastal Carolina to call themselves that, and South Carolina be the Gamecocks. Isn't that a little close? Ah. Carolina. I don't huh? know. I'm going to tell you what, Carolina though. Carolina Cox. 
Most people don't know what a Chanticleer is, so it's no, not a big deal. Chanticleer. Right. So right. to do a cheer with a Chanticleer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Now, now, Beth, you had quite the call. <laughs> the Chanticleer was our college newspaper. Yes, it was. Or as we refer to it sometimes, the can't be clear. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're Carolina. We hold deer. That was a little stupid We hold deer. Yeah, a little Chanticleer. <laughs> that came from the radio now, you, part. You had... You had <laughs> You had quite the call with the Raging Cajuns winning oh, field yes. goal, Oh, yes, big Rick. field goal. Yeah, right yeah. Listen, listen to me, Bubba. Yeah, I'm telling you. I know how you love it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can't hear it. Hey, I guess you got to put the cord. <laughs> sound you like might want to plug in the cord. Sound like Speedy's got it on his laptop, but not the rest of it. That's it. Let's go back here. Somebody get Speedy a cord. I wonder where Rocky is. Kick is on its way from Snyder. He's got the run. He's got it. Trainer. 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 Seriously, I thought her call was you doing it. <laughs> Redemption in red. Redemption in red. Why does she go with that? You know? Redemption in red, get right. <laughs> I just brought my glasses, I think. <laughs> like I just broke my glasses. Look, Helms is down. He can't even be ready. I think I just broke. <laughs> uh, we're going to add a new segment, a new part of this. The anytime you're doing Beth Moe and she has to address people outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, where's the coop? Uh, here's old John Cooper. There he is. Hey, hey. He, he got the COVID. <laughs> he had it at one time. Hey. Goodness gracious. No need to wear the mask here, Johnny. <laughs> you got on your socks? He said he's wanting to donate a, a pint of plasma to the president. You got some plasma for mama? <laughs> oh. What about your socks? <laughs> Redemption in red, Koopy. Redemption in red. Oh my God! See you in Coastal Carolina. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It was 1994, and radio was such a bore. Every station that you heard sounded so lame. Then came two good old boys. Through that static noise And my radio ain't never been the same It's a very funny thing How they make us laugh and sing I'm so glad they proved all of those critics wrong You got Rick and you got Bubba Man, there just ain't no other From Alabama to the world Still going strong It is uh, seven minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix as we start this hour, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you. Things you need to know, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, and you can uh, enjoy our interview with David Platts. He's got a new book out, Seven Things uh, Before You Vote, uh, Christians Should Consider. Uh, I enjoyed our conversation with David Platt. I think you'll enjoy it uh, this weekend uh, when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, 
uh, happens. Also, don't forget, uh, coming up Sunday evening, I'll be in Avon, Indiana, right, uh, right outside of Indianapolis, uh, there at Harmony Baptist Church. For Man Church, they'll be implementing the men's discipleship strategy from themanchurch.com, and I'll be kicking it off and looking forward to enjoying uh, Greg Pig in the Ground. Oh, nothing better than a good pig in the ground. Pig, pig in the ground. So it, it'll be delicious. It's great to be a Gentile. Coke on ice. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that coming up. On... All my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Speaking of that, have you seen have you seen uh, Bubba and Adler? I'm sorry for surprising you on this. This is on me. Mm. Uh, but you can Got pull it up pretty quick because uh, Hams had a dud on uh, social media yesterday. Have you seen our new Ooh. item that's in the store? I meant to go by and yep. get one and bring oh, it in, yeah. but I didn't have time. The three. Uh, and and we called – people are nicknaming this the Greg Burgess. I don't know why. <laughs> why? Uh, but but, but it's, a, it's a new item, and, oh, and you yeah. might see why it's called the Greg Burgess. What because is it? Um, you know, because it's short. Oh, it's a koozie. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah baby. It's a hard koozie, though, It's right? one of those that, like, if you – It's also a cup, though. Yeah, it's a Screaming. cup. It's, it's a, a cup that's a koozie? Yeah, It's like a three-in-one kind of thing. But if you have a it's a jacuzzi. If you have a drink that is cold, it will keep it cold. You know, like in a can or in a bottle. And then if you want to use it as a cup, you know, to keep something in that would be hot or cold, it does that as well. So, see, 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 I I like when logos big like it. I want it big. I want it prominent. And it's and, copper uh, lined stainless steel too, baby. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's it's no, it's a high quality there. high quality item. Yeah, uh, and I don't know what you call those. Anybody know what you call those? Oh, that? three way. A cacuzzi. Greg, that's it's a cup and a koozie. three in one. A three, let's do three in one, not the other. That's what I mean. So I wish it was named a cacuzzi. shoot, koozie. There it is. But available now at rickandbubba.com under the store. Okay, what? Can you verify that? What's that? That what you showed me that story. Oh, yeah. No, um, USA Today just sent out notification that Trump is now feeling mild symptoms, they say. Live updates. Mm. What? Quick, Bubba, give us that list on people in commercial. Mild symptoms, y'all. That could just be, you know, uh, stopped ooh. up a little bit. Maybe Which a means headache. they're not telling the whole story, so it's bad. Quick, somebody pull don't. up the latest dream from Dana Coverstone. <laughs> yeah, where are we at? Oh, Rick. Y'all stop it. What? Well, mild symptoms. Okay? But you know, we've Rick, all had Rick. Did let me ask you? Can I ask you a serious question? Hey, what? Can I ask you a serious question? Did he not say that no. in November? Easy. In November. Wait, you're not are you sure you remember? Because we right? were we were even saying, well, President Trump would still be the president, nope. even if he didn't win the election in November. Mm-hmm. But did he not say that the president was not in the White House? Ooh. Yeah, he did. Well, that's well, no. He, all, he actually said in October, not November. Here they come. They're all Two. reporting it now. They can't wait to send out that he's yep, he's got mild symptoms. Right. Oh, Let's see what those are. Mm-hmm. Bobby, Ooh. tell me about a little sweet. Get my mind off of it. Right. Stop it, y'all. Here, here, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm re- not going to open myself up for ridicule, <laughs> Bubba. I think that I think that our, again. I think anymore today. I no think more. our emailer is 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 mistaken, and I think you are correct. If I remember it right, of course. You know, good luck with that. This person says, didn't the pastor say in the dream that he had that Donald Trump would be going away for a while in October? I don't remember that. I remember you now saying. Now we're adding stuff. Yeah, I remember him I remember saying you- there were foreign soldiers in the streets. There was all kind of you know, craziness going on. But the president was not in the White House. Even said, I remember he even him said saying the White House would, was empty. It was vacant. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like almost, of course, 
You know, they're, they're quarantined. Everybody in the White House right now. This one here says he is leaving the White House <laughs> to see. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I just <laughs> oh <that> boy, <laughs> Bubba, I don't, even, Bubba, I don't even know what that signal was. <laughs> is that your signal Bubba for green? What was that signal? No, it's, Bubba just I know, it's, it's a little more permanent. I think that's though. one more piece. <laughs> oh, that he needs yeah. another piece of cake. Is that what that was? Oh yeah, because he had that small piece earlier. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Just a little small piece. Betty's up. Hey, Betty's up. Well, you haven't had any fun, you know, pre-seven. Yeah, right. I know. Oh, my Get goodness. Get me in trouble. Rick and Friday. Bob. I, I, I saw All right. it. Pence had- and the second lady, I'm sorry, Rick, uh, one minute ago, or, uh, Pence and the second lady down. have tested negative okay. to the, uh, right now. Well, good. He'll be able to take over. That second lady thing sounds weird. It does. Ooh, you're the second lady. You think my wife would be called the second lady? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Cat fight waiting to have Guys. Her. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> just, you, just, you need to say the vice president and his wife. And his wife. But she's the second lady don't to the country. Don't know who played no. to the country. Don't no woman, the, don't no woman will be called second lady. I'm telling you. To the country. What next? Second not fiddle? To, not to you want to name her second yeah, fiddle? Not to her that. husband. Yeah, okay, but you don't say second lady about any woman. I'm nope, just telling you. you. Write that down and put a star by it. Yeah. For a later <laughs> reference. They'll take that and interpret that as second fiddle uh, before you oh, can get before you can say I'm sorry. Not as important. You can't even get I'm sorry out. Will you call me second lady? What if? That's uh, Bub. It's okay. I'm good. What is that noise you're making? I'm singing Werewolves of London. It got what? What was that word? Somebody used a term the other day. He's a a hairy-headed gent who ran a muck in Kent. No, No, when a song gets stuck in your head, you and Tom were talking about it. What was that term y'all used? I forgot. You forgot the term. I did. Well, we can't say it on there. No, I forgot. I really forgot it. Yeah. You know, he said he called it say? Some, uh, something worm, worm, tune said, worm, or something. You, uh, when a song is, I never heard that. I never heard, huh? Earworm. Earworm. I've heard it called something earworm. different. I never I heard, heard, it called, I've heard, never heard that term I've used, heard of Greg but worm. I knew what he was talking about. I wake about. up all the time with songs. About I do, too. Yeah. All the Greg, time. Greg. And I'll go, why that one? I'll go as far as maybe daily for me. It's rare that yeah, I don't. That's a good point. It's you know what? I'll happen, it's usually though. something that I, I'm like, it's oh, obscure. No, usually Sometimes it's a song I'd never even listen to. I sometimes it's a, a song we use for bed music that we all get to singing late in the show, and I'll be singing it going down the hall when I leave. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be singing Werewolves of London. Ah-hoo. I'll be sitting at a red light in traffic, going Ah-hoo, Werewolves of London. Uh, do we want rip your lungs out, Jim? Do you want to come I'd back? I'd like to meet his tailor. If you listen to the words of that song really close, oh it's my very gosh. bizarre. Oh, it is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's Y'all remember the movie made about that? It was it was kind of scary. American Werewolf in London Man, or was, London yeah. Werewolf in America? I can't remember which way. Yeah, American yeah, Werewolf in London. Was that it, Green? Yeah. Oh, it, said it with confidence. It was kind of uh, scary. I mean, it was it, it wasn't a fun little movie like the song was. I don't think that movie was based on the song, but anyway. How so, can you? How can it be Werewolf? Well, of there's London? a million Werewolf songs. I mean, movies. but in London, American Werewolf in London. The song's not American Werewolf in London. Who am I? Well, but the song Werewolf in London are in it though. Yeah, but I, mean, I didn't. That, I watched the movie and I never saw him drink, drinking a pita colada at Trader Vic's well, with his hair perfect. Yeah. Well, see, that would have been right. a that would have been a fun movie. Right. This one was about a wolf that like ate people. Yeah, it's but it had the same name. Well, I don't know if you've heard the lyrics of Werewolves in London. They they uh. They rip your lungs out. They found a little old lady <laughs> mutilated late last night. <laughs> Werewolves of London again. So their hair was perfect. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, 
20 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIGS, our number. With a Chinese menu in his hand. Come on with it. Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain. <laughs> he was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fooks. I wish I knew. For to get a big dish of beef chow mein. Somebody oh, say hi, hi. Oh. Ah, hoo. Bill Bubba Bussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I saw him with a piece of cake in his hand. <laughs> Bill Bubba Bussy. He's a hairy chested gent. <laughs> <laughs> and off to lunch he went. <laughs> a piece of cake in each hand. <laughs> Greg, Greg. Bill Bubba Bussy again. <laughs> This guy, Greg Daddy, can't believe I couldn't fit. It's so good, Oh, it got me. Uh, I think we're all on a birthday high. <laughs> Greg Mead in three got mutilated late last night. All you can eat, Buffy. And all you can eat got mutilated late last night. Greg Cheap Mexican restaurant got mutilated late last night. Bill Bubba Bussy again. And his hair was perfect. Mouth full again. And the queso was perfect. Uh, used to would go to the court desk. College games, phone calls. College games, phone calls. What do you think? Which one you want to do? Uh, um, you, do you want uh, to do? You want to talk to your speedies, buddy? With a strawberry hey, spark in his hand. Is that Brad? You want? You want? Yeah. <laughs> hey, let him fix it. What? No. <laughs> it's just. It's this guy. It's what, here's what it says on the board. Brad from Georgia, uh, Speedy's friend. That's yeah. what it says. Well, let's go uh-huh. to Speedy's First friend. First of all, that's, that's a lie. Speedy has no friends. Well, that's Ooh, right. look at me. I told that. <laughs> Brad, hello. Hey, Rick. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I Brad. called y'all about a month ago about my dad breaking out Rick. of the uh, – No, I remember home. that. I remember that. Uh, yeah, so I, I do. anyway. I remember I ended it. Was yeah, like, yeah. I, I got cut off. It wasn't him. But, I, yeah, he's out. That's a whole different story for a whole different day. But it's weird. I wanted to tell you guys I had a dream about – Five or six weeks ago, you know, I had a skydiving accident and was in Jordan's coma for like five weeks. So my dream. I mean, say that again. I missed that part. What now? You what now? Oh, I said I had a 2012. I had a skydiving accident. I was in UAB for like two months and Jordan's coma for five weeks and then a wheelchair for five months. But since then, I've had like realistic dreams. So the shoe didn't open. uh, uh, Yeah, right. But um, Brad, you said what? You have what? Realistic dreams. Realistic dreams. All right, so, so you're talking about the dreams seem really real, they're real vivid. That's what you mean. Right. I got right, you. Okay. Exactly. I got you. Okay. Since, so, since uh, the accident. So dr- right, right. Okay, so about a month ago, I had a dream about Trump. Now, I remind you, I'm retired military. I support him 100%, but I had a dream that when he got reelected in the second term, uh, we found out that all the propaganda, all the stuff against him in his first term, mm-hmm. he had created to grow his support. And in his second term, we saw his true colors and he ended up being the antichrist. Oh, and I was like, Whoa. that's what you dream. Yeah. Let me be clear. This is what he that's, dreamed. And we're not talking to pastor Dana covers. No, 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 we're, we're talking to Brad Speedy's friend. 
I've been saying that for years. I swear, I promise. I mean, I support him 100%. You know, military, I served under three presidents. I'm just saying, it's crazy dream, and it woke me up immediately. So I yeah, Well, like, that would. Whoa. That would wake you up. It would. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, since y'all were talking about it and I'm in town, I figured, why not call? So... And um, since you were talking, thanks for that uplifting anyway. call. Wow, yeah. Brad, come any, on, any Brad. Any good news you got for us? Maybe a stock tip? Hey, Tesla is uh, going into solar and renewable energy, and that's what we're in. So if I was you, I would buy uh, some stock in Tesla okay. because that's what I do. We train yeah. veterans to work in renewable energy. Once they get out and they make, you know, I think they're up. Well, out. they they're up okay. about forty percent this year, aren't they? Yeah, but they're doing solar, and they're building solar roofs. So we train uh, guys in the military and veterans to work in wind energy, telecommunication industry, or solar industry. It's a six-week training program. They come out of it after they get out of the military, and they're making 70 to 90 grand a year starting. So, you know, Brad, I was for uh, the windmills. <laughs> I was for the windmills till they started killing eagles. Yeah, that's when and I, 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 I had enough, man. I can't be for windmills. The uh, Brad, we saw a windmill farm in uh, what? Texas. Nothing. Go ahead. I thought you were going to take off if you keep flapping your arms. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> he hung up. I was uh, trying to tell you. You were, were talking. To uh, it, you know how it looks when the animal's injured; they flop around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought uh, somebody shot that saw video. Well, basically, they have. Uh, so uh, so I saw a horrible video yesterday. The, the uh, we saw a windmill farm, and and uh, Rick, I'd never seen anything that big. And that, I bet. And I that's bet stupid. Those, I bet those windmills. I bet they could generate some. They had enough though, yeah, and, right. and it was windy there, you know, in South Texas. <laughs> well, not bigger than you think. What's next? Well, take, but, using the bathroom in the woods. But I'm telling you, you. I bet. I bet it, it looked like there was fifty of them out there. Oh, I mean, yeah. there was. They, they, they don't just put could, a couple up, and you could mm-hmm. see them from well, forty miles away. I mean, it was wow. I did see the commercial. It was on the internet the other day about the, the solar panels made by Tesla. They yeah. showed them installing oh, yeah. them in people's yeah. houses and all this. Uh, they're using them for a roof, which I've always thought well, was I'm a not, good I'm idea. Not solar panels. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, but it was the Tesla version. I didn't know they right. showed them unpacking but the windmill, them with a T on it. The windmill yeah. makes too big a mess for what it returns. It don't have enough return and on it. Somebody sent me a picture one time. By the way, they, somebody said Tesla's up four hundred percent. It's up. It's up eight hundred percent this year. Wow, oh, twelve hundred. Well, what it is, the tech sector uh, is up forty percent. I guess uh, the the, uh, yeah, the whole deal. Yeah. Little the whole, old lady got A lot of people think Tesla is kind of a bubble, um, just because of their P over E doesn't really work out. So. Well, they they've got a lot of debt too on their books. So, uh, but anyway, they're doing a good job. They're they're cutting edge technology. The question is, can they make it pay? That's, there it stri- is. that's street talk for today. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> where were we at? Uh, we, we, Speedy was, was talking to his friend. Brad. We were singing Bill Bubba Buzzing. To uh, Mike in Harvest, Alabama. Mikey, go ahead, Mike. buddy. He's a frosted chested gent. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Boy, guys. Happy birthday. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm not an expert, and I don't play one on TV, but I've read several books about uh, the end times and mm-hmm. stuff, and um, they all seem to follow a particular pattern of how things will be, you know, right before, like right before the rapture or whatever. And, uh, you know, this in 2020, uh, we've kind of accelerated that like a hundred times. Because, uh, I mean, I, based on what I was reading, uh, you know, I, I was thinking just a year or so ago 
that we were looking a hundred years in the future before any of that would be, you know, would, would be that bad or whatever. Because they talked about chaos, violence, you know, just just general confusion all over the world. Yeah, well, in all fairness, there's been a lot of that for a long time. Yeah, I, okay. I, and I, look, we're one day closer than we were today. And and remember this. And I have a than yesterday. And I've had. Uh, uh, two Bible teachers teach me this, and they are right. It's okay to speculate as long as you acknowledge that you're speculating. Right. Uh, l- you know, let's not force things on Scripture that that aren't there. We're supposed to let things rise out of Scripture. But um, but to your point, I think even though we're one step closer today than we were, and some things have been uh, have already come to pass that that at one time had not come to pass. You know, the the, the state of Israel is a biggie in the forties. But I just have a feeling. That if we were those that were alive, and some of you are, are still alive today, when you see you know Hitler saying, "I'm going to take over the whole world and I'm going to eradicate the Jewish people from the planet," I bet in that time you started thinking, "Hey, it's any day now." Well, and it looked too like civil he had, war. He had made uh, a lot of pestilence. You know, he had made several peace deals prior to that too, right? And went back on. So there was there was a lot of similarities with Hitler. Especially to, after they hosted the Olympics. And if you want to get real deep, there there's reasons for that because yeah. Satan is not omnipotent. We'll be right Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Radio Revolution. Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Thank you for being with us. How about HelloFresh.com? HelloFresh.com. Fall is here. Uh, beautiful weather on a large part of the country today. Uh, and, and you know, HelloFresh can spice up mealtime. Now more than ever, we're trying to cut down the number of times you have to go to the grocery store uh, to get all the ingredients, uh, you know, recipes. Sometimes you're like, well, what are we going to cook tonight? I, I've got well that one recipe. How about when you go to HelloFresh.com, they send contact-free to your door. As many meals as you want for the week. Each one's in an individual bag. It has all the recipes, all the ingredients, all measured out, all right there. Twelve chef curated recipes every week, and and you just go there and you pick. And the the, the menus vary wildly. Uh, you know, you can go to their surf and turf, which is really good. Craft burgers. They do some taste tours, and they do some gourmet feasts. If you're trying to do better, they got low calorie. Uh, even for those out there that you know we have hard time relating to the vegetarians, they have something for y'all too. And these get on the table in less than twenty minutes, and you save forty percent uh, on your total food bill uh, from shopping at the grocery store, and you don't waste any food either. So go to HelloFresh.com, use the code Bubba. Now this is America's number one meal planning service. Uh, if you use the promo code Bubba at HelloFresh.com, we'll get you eighty dollars off, and uh, we'll get you free shipping on the on the first order. But you'll get eighty dollars off on your first five uh, meals. Uh, so why don't you go to rickandbubba.com? You can find them under the sponsors as well, and they can ship these meals right to your house. But you're still preparing them. You're still getting the family around the table. But you're doing that in about twenty minutes, and you're saving yourself money as well. All right. So, uh, Greg, I know you were one of the first people, you and your wife Lisa, that introduced me to Pure Flix. That's right. Uh, you know, because it's so difficult now to find entertainment that you're like, oh, I can't watch this. Oh, has it got this? Why are we doing this? Who? Why did? And but but when you have pure flicks, it, it's like it, you're taking all this uh, family entertainment, you're putting it in putting it at one place, and you can go there. But they're doing uh, original programming as well, which brings us back to Kevin Sizemore, Kevin, who's been with us before, and he joins us now. We're going to be talking Woo! about 
this latest uh, uh, series that you can binge, and it just started yesterday. It's called The Dark, The Great Deceiver, and welcome, Kevin Sizemore. Kevin, welcome back to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Man, it's great. It's been too long, guys. It's been too long. It has. (laughs) 2020's been a busy year, Kevin. I don't know about you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like we have a lot to do, but we can't get out of our four walls. It's coming up. <laughs> Look, I'm thankful having a, having a son who is an actor. I, I just want to applaud you for finding work. <laughs> uh, no kidding. Hey, and by the way, uh, tell Blake I said hi. I haven't talked to him probably about six months myself. And before we go any further, man, I heard the Casper ad earlier. I got a Casper bed. So how good is go. that? Aren't those things so cool? And the way that it keeps you cool while you're sleeping is kind of. It's really you try to figure out how it does it, but then you just accept it. Yeah, just let it, it go. All right, let so, it go. so we believe it or not, before you came on the show today, the the discussion broke out as it does, obviously with 2020. Uh, you know, we just found out today the president has tested positive to COVID nineteen. Uh, and then everybody gets to talking about all the different things going on. But the end times, it's coming up on the show probably right now more than, than ever. Uh, we don't know the day. We do not know the hour. But Jesus says there's some things that you can be looking for. You do, you do know the season. Uh, just like a woman doesn't know the day that the baby's going to be born, but she can start getting the birth pains, meaning it's near. Now, we're not saying that we know the day or the time, nor is this series, The Dark, The Great Deceiver, but tell the audience um, the timing on this uh, is 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 really something. Uh, it is about uh, the seventh year of the tribulation, right? Yeah, it pretty much takes place the seventh year, like you said. Christianity's <clears throat> it's really been wiped off the face of the earth, except for a small group of people that are held up in a church. I play uh, Pastor Braxton, and I pretty much have everything going for me. I have a wonderful wife. I have a great child. I have a wonderful congregation. And then in an instant, um, my wife passes away, uh, my congregation's gone, and I no longer have a son, and we're stuck into this church trying to figure out what the world is like now. It's kind of, it's kind of like uh, The Walking Dead without the zombies. Imagine the world. <laughs> is just, it's just desolate, and it's just scary. But for some reason, the dark, whatever this thing is, the dark, is it a person, is it a thing? It hasn't found us in this little church yet. But I do get a glimmer of hope and realize that there's something out there that is very, very personal to me. And that changes my tune to where I, even though I've lost hope in everything and I my congregation's looking for me to lead, I really don't have the I don't have the power anymore to do it because I've just been stripped away from everything. But I get this I get this uh epiphany and then I realize that, you know, we gotta go do this and we actually go out into the dark to try to find what it is that uh is giving me hope again. So is this season, uh, this is obviously the first, so how many how many episodes are in a season? Well, here's what we're looking at. Five in the first season, and we've gotten a huge, huge, huge uh, boost already. It looks like we're trying to go for season two Good. as soon as COVID lets us do so. Wow. Yeah, boy, join the club on that one, right? When, do we, when, do we, <laughs> when does production start again? When can we actually go shoot this? But it's cool that it's, doing, it's done well enough that uh, they're already saying they want to do a second season. So the concept here, because I, you know we've wondered about this before, when you read Scripture, you do see that there will be people uh, that will fall away, or there will be people that um, uh, you know before. And people talk about we've already talked about today about you know pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, rapture, no rapture, and you know you go to Scripture and, and you get some indication, and people can sometimes people will you know anytime you can take Scripture and support two or more points of view, you realize, well, God just hasn't given us enough detail 
But there are things in Scripture that we can see that seem to say certain things, and one of them is that there will be people that will become, and it's not the way you want to do it, uh, redeemed uh, during the tribulation. Uh, does this take on the concept that this is a pastor that was in a church where cultural Christians who might have had a delusion about their faith, or is it taking it on that these the writers of this believe the church actually goes through the tribulation? Can you explain that? Yeah, well, the writer and director is Chip Rossetti, and he's out of Kentucky. Um, this project, by the way, was produced by a company out of Chicago called Questar, who think for them we were able to get this off the ground. We don't deal with the rapture at all, okay. but you know the the congregation itself they they were going through you know just an, imagine a normal day, your normal day you're going to church and everything's great, and all of a sudden you wake up and it's a few wow. years later you've forgotten everything. That's kind of what happens. Okay. We don't know what took place. It's almost like a time zone, you know, it's like a time warp mm-hmm. where, and you'll see it throughout the, the series where things happen. And that is the dark being able to get its forces on you. Um, and even though the dark hasn't come to our church to get us, he's come to the church to get someone that we find out later because he's trying to get to me. That's the whole point. Mm. So we go into this time warp. So we don't know what's happened. And, you know, I talked to someone yesterday about, they said, well, how do you prepare for something like this? I go, how would you prepare for it? I mean, I don't know how in the world you would prepare for the end times. You don't know when it's coming. But, you know, Chip said something really interesting. He said, you better have your house in order when it does come. That's right. That's important. Well, and, so, Jesus, and Jesus speaks to that directly. Uh, he, he tells parable after parable about don't be caught looking when this happens, be about right. his business because you want to be, you want to be doing his business, uh, whenever that day may come. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And we, and I'm telling you, man, we have a great cast. We had a great crew. We shot it down in Kentucky. Um, and, uh, hopefully we'll get a season two out of this sucker because it's interesting. I'll tell you what's great about it is you see a lot of, uh, family films. I don't like to call them faith films. They're more, I like family films, right. yeah. but sometimes they do fall into the faith category as we all know. And this one is gritty. I mean, it's, it's really down and dirty and it just gets down to the roots of what's happening. And you see what a real circumstance is. It's not fabricated. It's not laced with, uh, tons of biblical dialogue, but there are, uh, talks of Jesus and there are some biblical talks, but it's not laced so much to where it pulls you away from the story. This is a real life. This is what happens to these six, seven people and you get to follow them one by one. Yeah. And, and no sugarcoating it. I mean, oh, it's, wow. it's going to, yeah. it's going to sounds know, good. And, and it can be very fearful, but at the, at the same time, sometimes that can be used in a positive way. You know, you're not just, you're just not doing this for the sole purpose of seeing if we can terrify you. It, it's uh, it's, it's serving a purpose of, Hey, this is a, this is a reality that Scripture talks about, uh, and uh, and this is what it might be like based on the things that we know, that we are told. Yeah, and when Tripp was writing this, uh, he sent this out to me, I would say two years ago, let's say, and it was actually a film. And I love the idea of the film, and I thought it was fantastic. And we chatted months and months later, and he goes, you know, I think we're going to put this into a miniseries, which I didn't even think about that. But when you put something like this into a miniseries, it's so much easier because there's so many characters and you have to follow their backgrounds. And one season with five episodes still isn't enough. We need two or three seasons to figure out who we are, where we're going, and why we're going there. And um, when Chim, when Chip put this pen to paper, it was uh, 
I think he he's now figuring out that wow, we do we do need three seasons. Well, Kevin, you yeah, you, you do a great job with these roles, but I, I you know what I love about you too, Kevin. You're so passionate about the art of acting. You you love acting, and you do so. You really dedicate uh, yourself to that craft, and you do a great job. Well, thank you. Thank. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of funny because one of my friends says, "Well, what would you do if you weren't acting?" I go, "I don't know. It's the only job I've ever had. I mean, I don't know." Right. I mean, <laughs> we can relate. That's just, just what I, I I really love to do it, and and I'm fortunate to have been able to work a little bit throughout the years, and hopefully, I'm not done. You know, I mean, if I, I told my wife, I've told her this many times that if if it ended today, I did more than I ever thought I would. I did some pretty good projects. I've worked with my son on projects before when he was acting. Um, I've been able to travel a little bit. It's it's been a, been a, been a fun ride so far. When, when you do as many roles as you do, Kevin, do you sometimes lose who you are in all that? Mm-hmm. You know, there's only been one or two times I've done a character that it really, I won't say it scared me, but it it it, it puts you to the brink because you have to go into some dark places sometimes. And you know, how do you go there if you're not that person? How do you go there? You research, you talk to people, you you talk to guys in prison, or you talk to a, a cop who's been on the road, or what what whatever. But um, you, you got to figure out really quickly. You got to leave that at, at the office. And when you come home, it's time to hang out with the family. It's hard to do, but you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kevin, thank you for taking time to be with yeah. us. The Dark, The Great Deceiver. It's on Pure Flix. If you don't know how to get Pure Flix, go to rickandbubba.com. Uh, we've got the link. It's very simple. Uh, it's, you know, this is the day of streaming. And you can go there and get that. And then you look and start watching it. And then when you see Kevin, go, hey, I, 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 that's, there's Kevin. He's right there. He's that guy. The Dark's after him. Uh, so Kevin, hey, run, Kevin, run, run, run. Hey, Rick, Rick, happy birthday, brother! Thank you very much, Kevin. And, and I want to say half, ha, hello to my brother Jeff. He's in Greenville, South Carolina. He loves your show. Thank you, hey Jeff. Shout out, buddy. Thanks, Kevin. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's eight minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, eight six six. We be big. Thank you for being with us. Uh, and uh, your phone calls coming in. I do want to thank uh, all of you uh, from the bottom of my heart uh, that have been emailing, texting, uh, putting stuff on social media, uh, wishing me a happy birthday tomorrow. Very very kind of you to do. You do that with all the guys here, and we appreciate it very much. The the friendship that we have with you, the audience, and. Um, you guys are such great encouragers, and you hold us accountable, which you appreciate too. Uh, but, boy, your encouragement really, really carries us. You know, I, I would say this, Bubba, and I know you totally agree, and I've heard you say it before. People will send emails and stuff talking about that the show was used by God through a tough time. Uh, the show was used to give me a laugh when I needed it. The show was used to give me a word when I needed it. And, hey, sometimes hearing you guys talk about this, this, and this, and this, but I, th- I hope y'all understand we could turn the, the tables and say how many times you helped us through a day that wasn't so great. You you helped us through yeah. a yep. time that wasn't so great. You've helped us to uh, to say, hey, we, we were so blessed by blank, uh, uh, something that you said, an email that you sent, uh, you know, want to go much lighter, the wonderful food you brought over the years, you know, this, the, all this stuff. And so know that uh, we joke around a lot, and so sometimes I don't ever want that to come across that we don't appreciate it and we have some fun with it. Uh, but you guys have been such a blessing, uh, a blessing undeserved. 
from a very gracious God, and we we thank you for that so much. So thanks for all the well wishes for the weekend and all the prayers you've prayed over all of us. Um, all right, so we we can also look. We didn't get we heard Beth Moen's game, and we don't want to revisit that. But we have some other uh, games, college football this weekend, uh, and it's weird because some of these matchups back pre COVID. Uh, they were they were later in the season. I mean, you've got Auburn playing Georgia like now. I know, I mean, uh, is which, which is weird. That'll probably that's be never that's a big game over the weekend. Uh, that'll probably be I think it's a six thirty game uh, on yeah, ESPN. That is correct. Coming up on Saturday, and then looking around some other matchups. Uh, uh, you got uh, the two thirty CBS game is Texas A and M visiting Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That'll be a great one. That's interesting to me for one reason, because I do think Mississippi State gets by Arkansas this week, and I think that Mississippi State will get – they got to play Texas A&M at some point between the time they play Alabama. There is a very good chance that Mississippi State could go up against Alabama undefeated in about four, five, six weeks whenever it happens. <sighs> But they got to get past Texas A&M. I'm tell you the one I think, so I'm watching Texas A&M. This I'm weekend. gonna tell you the one I would put Mississippi State on upset alert against. That's Kentucky, because mm. of Kentucky's ground game, they could keep the air raid offense on the sidelines. Of course, yeah. Mississippi State's defense is physical. They are. The, the, yeah, but no. you're right. I'm just saying. That's a legitimate, watch Kentucky. Yeah. No, put a star. I just don't know anything it's a legitimate, about legitimate concern. They're better Texas than everybody A&M. thinks they are too. No, I thought when I saw the 11 o'clock game last Saturday, and I know Auburn won the game. And, and and there were a lot of big plays and a turnover, which was huge. Yes, was. And this is not a dig at Auburn, so don't everybody get on uh, me about that. Good luck. But I honestly thought that Kentucky, from top to bottom, may have had a better team. I'm talking about interior, I, I, the interior line, the offensive line. I was impressed by Kentucky. A real good offensive line. More yeah. than you, you think usually of Kentucky football, and I think they will upset some people this year. And that's not a dig at Auburn because yeah. Auburn did what right. they had to do to win the game, which, it, which you know, against a good team. But to Bubba's point and everybody, Kentucky has a good football team. Yeah, they do. And yeah. by the way, they don't turn that ball over as they're driving to go in again mm. and gave Auburn hope to finally get off that, you know, we score, you score, yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. Let them get one up. And uh, but uh, but anyway, but but that's part of the game, and and yeah. that's also was a defensive player making a play, you know, who who got to the quarterback. So I'm not I'm not downgrading that. I'm just confirming and agreeing with Bubba and agreeing with the rest of the guys that Kentucky has a good football team, uh, and and anybody who plays them could be in trouble. Uh, so uh, so keep, make a note of that. But I, and I'm just telling you, I just you know Mississippi State is one of those teams though. You have to be careful that sometimes can't handle success. Uh, and so this Arkansas game, I wouldn't overlook it just no. yet. Now Arkansas may be really bad, and it may it may not matter. But uh, you know they're they're going to at some point Arkansas is going to get better, uh, and there's going to be some there's going to be some of these games out here where people are going to get shocked that they kind of got their act together. Uh, I'm just really pulling for Mississippi State to be undefeated and Alabama to be undefeated. Yeah, be when they meet up on Halloween night, I believe. Are you serious? Yes. That'd be a lot of fun. Ooh, spooktacular. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's about it. The other games don't look all that – they they look kind of one-sided. So I think Auburn, Georgia, Texas Stadium, Alabama – uh, Ole Miss, Kentucky intrigues me just because of what you were just saying about no, Kentucky, no, and I think one. Ole Miss has a lot better team than we saw this weekend good. too, just because I think they ran into a bus on Florida. Yeah. Well, there's two teams that if they start playing defense, and I think for some reason Ole Miss will do it before Oklahoma. With so, Oklahoma, do y'all just not want to play defense? <laughs> I mean, and we've been saying this for years. Yeah, it, it's like me driving around in a car, and I, everybody says, "Now you you hear that scrubbing, don't you?" 
And I just I'd be fine. You got there's a barrel up under your car, scrubbing, (laughs) pull it out. It seems like the first time I sat down in the conference room, I said, "Guys, we understand if we want to compete for a national championship, win one, we're going to have to play better defense. You don't even have to play great defense. Just don't be horrible. Yeah, I mean, just stop them every now and then. Just don't be horrible. I mean, you're Oklahoma. It looks weird to see that uniform not be able to stop anymore. All right. So let me ask you this too, because you you said there's a couple games that you you think's lopsided. Uh, and I think so too. But are we looking up maybe two hours into the LSU Vandy game and going, "Is Vandy going to pull this off?" Nah. Because of the way they looked against Texas A and M, it wasn't so That's bad. True. They nearly pulled it off. Texas A and M, tenth ranked team in the country. Yeah, they played last year, and LSU was up. I mean, big early, but it's a different year. Oh, look at what uh, happened last week. Oh, LSU, That's LSU, what I'm LSU. talking about. It's not the LSU of old right now. When you lose 19 players. Two new coaches on both sides of the ball. That's a, that's a hard formula, right? There. Your offense basically lost everybody, uh, and then but but uh, Stingley will be back though. So the defense, yeah, he will. I think I still he think will. the defense at LSU is still good. It is, which I think that's a credit to Mississippi State. Even even without Stingley, yeah. they're still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, top of the hour. Have a good weekend if we're leaving. You. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.